Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fantasy Football Happy Hour Show. I am your host Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to discuss the free agency frenzy that has been going on officially, unofficially now for a couple days, but officially now for like you know less than twenty four hours. Lot and lot and lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the moves. Fox will probably give you some of his fantasy perspective on some of the moves as well. I'm excited to kind of really dive into that. As always, joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you? Probably doing better than Darren Waller, who uh, found out he got traded on his wedding day. (laughs) That's pretty rough, isn't it? I saw that. I saw his wife a little made like a little remark about how, you know, McDaniels wasn't invited, which doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you go from catching passes as well. I mean, you go from Jimmy G to – actually, I like Jimmy G. So uh, Daniel, catching passes from Daniel Jones doesn't sound exactly enticing, but uh, it is what it is. Good for him. I mean, I don't know what the Raiders are doing, and I really don't know how to feel about any of the Raiders' moves, but we'll dive in that in, 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 just, <clears throat> in just a few moments. But uh, obviously, the you know, we'll, I'll probably try to do this maybe from like the quarterback. We'll talk quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, some of the big ones. We're not going to talk about every single one, but – We'll talk about some of the bigger news right off the rip. We're going to be here for the next four hours. Yeah, dissecting every single signing. There that is. reserve linebacker that signed with the Chiefs is coming up. <laughs> kickers, don't worry. Kickers are people too, baby. Kickers Punt returners. Are exactly. Uh, that said, the key signings at the quarterback position, we'll talk about the big one in just a moment. But uh, Derek Carr officially with the Saints, Jimmy G., um, moves from the 49ers to the Raiders. Heineke heads down to Atlanta. Um, let's see here. Andy Dalton down to Carolina. He's probably going to be more like that tutor. Uh, starting level-wise, Baker Mayfield down to Tampa to probably compete with uh, Kyle Trask. Jacoby Brissett out there to Washington now is their best quarterback on the roster, and that's not saying much. Um, let's see. Jarrett Stidham over to Denver to be their start. I'm just kidding. Calm down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, when they but, signed Jacoby Brissett, I went and picked up Sam Howell in a couple of leagues. Yeah, well, neither one of them are good, so it's good. But that said, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the surface level of the initial reaction to some of these signings? Mainly, mainly talking starters here. You know, the Carr, Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield of the bunch. Um, I like the landing spot for Carr. Uh, you know, I thought that was good. I think uh, the one you're forgetting is Aaron Rodgers finally emerged from the darkness and uh, said he's playing for the Jets. So I think we, you know, they haven't completed the trade, but that pretty well locks that up. Um, I think with the Jets, he could have some fringe QB1 uh, upside for me. Carr, still a QB2. The Jimmy G1 made me laugh. 
Um, I don't think he's a bad option, but when they moved on from Derek Carr, it was allegedly to get a franchise quarterback who was a substantial upgrade. I'm going to be honest. I have Carr above Jimmy G in my dynasty rankings. He'll be above Jimmy G in my redraft rankings. I don't think that was a substantial upgrade. Um, the Dalton signing makes total sense that the Panthers, who mortgaged three houses on the beach to move up to the number one pick, are going to be taking a quarterback. Some people think they're locked into Stroud. With them signing Dalton and giving him kind of that eight million guaranteed, makes me wonder if they, if Frank Reich wants to take a shot on Anthony Richardson, because they really haven't. You know, we talked about a couple of their free agent moves. They traded DJ Moore to the uh, Bears, which was great for Justin Fields. They have not made any big wide receiver moves. They got Hayden Hurst to tight end. They signed Miles Sanders to be running back. I'm wondering if they're going to run some kind of a different kind of offense because right now their their best receiver is what Terrace Marshall. So uh, kind of an interesting one, um, Baker. I don't know what to make. I think he has QB two potential because I still like Tampa Bay's pieces. Although now they released Fournette and they moved to sign Chase Edmonds. So I still don't know what they're doing in their backfield. You know, is it Rashad White, Chase Edmonds? and the corpse of Keyshawn Vaughn that's uh, that's going there. But they still have Evans and Godwin, which is which is great. I like Kate Otten as a young tight end. They still have Russell Gage. So they've got some pretty decent weapons. The fact that they've traded and or released offensive linemen, which was not a position of strength, gives me pause. Um, I hope every draft pick that they have is now going to alignment because I don't know how Baker's going to be enjoying running for his life. But he had a, a – a fantastically strange year last year because he looked horrendous with Carolina, but I actually thought he looked good with the Rams. You know, um, can he parlay that a one-year deal? It's not much of a commitment on either side. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out, but he, I don't know how you feel right now to me, he's probably the second best quarterback in their division behind Carr. Um, Because Atlanta just moved to get Heineke to pair with Ritter, so they're obviously riding out the string there, and we don't even know what Carolina's doing yet. Yeah, um, the thing about it is, is for me, the Saints go to automatic favorites of that division. Um, I love the signing of Jamal Williams. I think with the question mark behind Kamara and what that suspension looks like, it gives them, and I do think they'll complement each other pretty well down there too once he comes back. Michael Thomas, you know, bit the bullets coming back for a year. Carr is not a terrible quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. And that division is in shambles. Carolina, like you said, mortgaged the future for a draft pick. And if possibly a project at that, if they do draft Richardson, I don't think they're going to be that competitive. The Falcons are making some good moves. I think the Falcons can be at least competitive for that division, like in the division, not in the NFL, I'm saying, guys, calm down. But I do think they could be at least competitive because you have that big question mark of the Bucs. The Bucs still have a lot of, of of things that they need to sort out on what they're going to do. Does Godwin get traded? Does Evans get traded? Does some you know how does that you know figure out? And you're right. If you if you were I mean obviously in my opinion obviously Carr is the best sign. I like Jimmy G signing for the purpose of football more than I do fantasy football because I like Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a very good quarterback. But at the same time, when you're looking at a division full of teams that have strong quarterbacks, I mean, 
Is he probably fourth in the division? Maybe like him, and depending on what Russell Wilson we get, Russell Wilson to me still can I be mean, he's clearly a formidable fourth. quarterback. Huh? He's clearly fourth, but the more – I still don't know what the Raiders are doing either. You know, Darren Hollander made the I, joke. About, he got I, I traded for pocket lint, and they went and signed Jacoby Myers. You know, I don't know I what don't kind know. of offense they're trying to run. I don't either. I, I don't know what they're doing, and I I remember sitting on this show last year whenever McDaniels got hired and was touting the horn, thinking that maybe he deserved a second chance. And he's throwing. And I remember one of us thought that he was a horrendous coach and an even worse player, personnel manager, and should not be allowed to continue. He shouldn't be allowed to do anything in life. <laughs> he definitely didn't get invited to Darren Waller's wedding, I guess. So. Exactly. On the running back standpoint, there's some uh, big-time moves. Uh, in my opinion, um, the market kind of really started off small, and now we've seen some pieces start to – the dominoes start to fall. Um, because of that, we had Miles Sanders sign with the Carolina Panthers. David Montgomery go from Chicago to Detroit. As we already mentioned, Jamal Williams going from Detroit to New Orleans. James Robinson goes from running back purgatory to running back purgatory to sign with the New England Patriots. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan goes to Denver, which I really like that signing. I think it's going to be underrated. He's a great pass blocker. I think he'll help there a lot more than anything else. Uh, Alexander Madison staying in Minnesota, which I love. Wilson and Mostart both staying down in Miami. Justice Hill back. Travis Homer signing with Chicago. Who cares about some of these guys? Uh, Edmonds to Tampa Bay, like you mentioned a few moments ago, Rashad Penny to Philadelphia, um, and Miles. Everybody's re-signing back with with the Dolphins. I didn't really understand all the running backs. Just like, hey, we're well, all just going to stay down in Miami. We're was, all going to run the ball. Well, more importantly, I don't understand what Miami is doing because Miami is a team that we have talked about for a couple of years. Need to do something at running back to solidify that offense, and I thought. They managed to patch it together with Wilson and Mostert last year. When Mostert signed, they thought, oh, well, he's the one they must be bringing back. Now they re-signed both those guys. They re-signed Miles Gaskin and Salvin Achman as well. What are they doing? You know, this would have been a golden opportunity. Miami, Buffalo, a couple of teams that needed to go make a move at running back, and Miami just went, you know, got the mod squad back together, just pulled all their <laughs> – Paul of all of them in. Buffalo has not managed to do anything at running back so far, except for let Singletary go in free agency. He could end up being back. I thought they were going to be a player. The Pirine signing was interesting to me. Makes me think that maybe they're higher on Javante. I've I've had a hard time. I love Javante Williams, but we haven't gotten a great read from Sean Payton that he loves Javante Williams. But if Pirine ends up being kind of the running back they go and get, they let Edmonds go, they let uh, Mike Boone go, he signed with the, the Texans. If Pirine's the kind of running back they're going to get and they draft a younger player, um, you know, Denver doesn't have a pick till the third round, then it makes me think they are still all in on Javante because early in the offseason – he was talking about we're going to go get Miles Sanders, we're going to go get Josh Jacobs, we're going to make a run at Saquon Barkley. If they would have done that, that kind of tells you they're not in. Um, Melvin Gordon's still floating out there, you know, trying to get that ring again, you know, another ring. Maybe he'll go well, to the Buffalo. Thing, yeah, the one thing that kind of, if you look at it, 
I really feel like Alexander Madsen could have been a perfect fit for Miami. Well, so here's the thing. The Madison re-signing, coupled with the rumors they're trying to move Cook, I there have been a lot of smoke that the Bills are trying to acquire Delvin Cook. Yeah. And re-signing Madison, you, I, I thought for sure they were going to let Madison go because why would you try to pay someone? The other one, you know, Ezekiel Elliott got cut free yesterday. That's another big name that now goes out. The, there are still smoking still out there. Yeah, um, I, I don't hate him as a complimentary back at all either. Yeah, I still think Buffalo needs to do something. There are some other, the other teams, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson's still out there. Where yep. is he going to um, end up landing? J.D. McKissick got released, kind of a pass catcher. Fournette is still out there. Um, Austin Eckler was given permission to now seek a trade. We know the Titans have looked at moving Derrick Henry. There are still some pieces out there that will be curious to see where they go. But I've been surprised by two teams really surprised me. Miami going right back and signing all those guys back. And with Mostert and Wilson, it wasn't just like a one-year tender. They signed them to, to two-year contracts. Maybe that is just going to be their permanent answer. That didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't, but say la vie. The other one is the Eagles. Um, the only thing that I can think, they brought Scott back. I get the Rashad Penny average over six yards a carry the last two years when he's been on the field, but he has never finished a complete season. He, only, he has less than 2,000 yards career rushing in five years with Seattle. He's been constantly injured the only thing i can think is that they're that this might actually be gainwell's year to shine or that a couple of these teams are looking to hit it big in the draft you know is buffalo not really doing anything because they want to use their first round pick on Bijan robinson or jameer gibbs yeah it's definitely uh, with with uh with the eagles playing the cards the way they are it looks like they might go ahead and you know because they they don't you know, in my opinion, they don't really need um, they don't need a, a top flight running back. They need somebody good there, but I do think that the way they're they're setting their contracts up, I do think that they're in the process of trying to get another rookie running back contract underneath their underneath their belt because a they're about to have to pay Jalen Hurts. Devontae Smith will be coming up on a contract in another year or two. Like they're going to have to fluctuate some money. It's the market. Um, the market has not been fair to, you know, exactly great for running backs right now. Um, it was surprising to see Montgomery get 11 million guaranteed from Detroit. That did kind of shock me a little bit. Montgomery's a good back. I just don't think that the money that they put out, why they wouldn't have just brought back Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams is a better back in my opinion. It's but also, age. I, I mean, what they're about two years apart. I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that big of a gap in my, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's actually even less than that, but um, that's a lot of money to commit to David Montgomery, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm, it's not that I'm not a David Montgomery guy. I just think that there's, I don't know, there's better backs in my opinion <clears throat> that were out there that could have gotten you again, the Matson thing. I do agree with you. There's, they, 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 there's gotta be something there for Matson that we don't know about, which we kind of know about per se, because I don't know. I would have preferred Matson over just about any of these running backs, especially at the price that you got him at. I mean, you're talking about James Robinson got eight million, Matson got seven million. 
I, I don't, I don't know. I also, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very confusing to me. But that being said, uh, we'll transition over to the wide receiver market. Another market that started slow and it has continued to be slow with no real super duper big signings as of yet. But um, it is a position that teams are, you know, starting to kind of hold back on a little bit and giving big contracts out to. Some of the big signings so far have been uh, obviously the biggest so far was Alan Lazard heading to the Jets. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, you know, we'll spend some more time on the big um, conversation of Aaron Rodgers here in a little bit. Jacoby Myers getting three years, as Fox mentioned it earlier, a random $21 million guaranteed from the Raiders. Um, and then, of course, the other big signing as of right now was Juju Smith-Schuster going to the New England Patriots, getting $16 million guaranteed out of them on a three-year deal. Um where do you rank Lazard Myers Schuster as that one, two, three in a fantasy world? Um, so Juju, I have the highest because he also faces the least amount of competition on his own team. Um, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams is going to be, should be their biggest target um, person. He's a fine complimentary player. They also have Hunter Renfro and Mac Hollins that they used last year. So until we can get a feel for what they're doing offensively, it's hard to even understand. I think the same is somewhat true of Lazard. Um, he's better of it as a role player, but the Jets have Garrett Wilson, who is a better receiver, and Elijah Moore, who is a better receiver. Um, what is the role going to be there, per se? They also had used uh, running backs in the past game. You know, they have Carter and Hall. What are they doing with Corey Davis? You know, I think he might end up being a, a cap casualty here. Um, I, you know, Alan Lazard is a wide receiver three for me, no matter what. Uh, I don't – in fact, I don't really even understand them having to go and – and get him or any of these other Packers. They didn't need receivers or <clears throat> tight ends. So it's been kind of curious. Um, one of the receiver signings that just happened that I'm, I'm interested in, Paris Campbell went to the Giants. That's another team. You know, they have an interesting collection now with him. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sterling Shepard, who can't stay on the field, and Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, along with Darren Waller. They are trying to upgrade that position. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody, but that's kind of interesting. I still also wonder, you know, what's going to happen with the Chiefs? We have Adam Thielen still out there. Um, I doubt anyone's going all in on Kenny Galladay. Who's out there. <laughs> but there aren't a lot of huge names out there. I think some of these teams are going to have to draft, or are we going to see the Chiefs really going forward with Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and MVS kind of as leading their receiving group, which gives me a whole other set of questions. Um, I think the Patriots can't be done either because Juju, that's a great first piece. They're rumored to be looking at DeAndre Hopkins still. 
Um, and I think a receiving core that has Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DeAndre Hopkins becomes actually pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely agree, especially with the running back core they have there too. You know what I mean? Damian Harris is a is a Damian Harris back. is a free agent, and I think signing Robinson means they're not bringing him back. But well, Ramondre Stevenson is, is there. Is, no, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Stevenson is a, is a pretty good back, and and Robinson being that complimentary there, but that gives them some formidable weapons in the division that uh, you're going to need them. Exactly, you're going to need to score points, especially now with all. It's an arms uh, race. It is, well, and this is. Buffalo, their offseason makes little to no sense to me because going into it, it was pretty clear they needed to do something at receiver and running back, and they haven't done anything at either except for at least restructured with Diggs because it looked like for a while that Stephon Diggs might be trying to get his way out of there. And, and, you know, people have talked about is Buffalo's window already shut? It could be. Yeah, it's for me, it's definitely interesting because, you know, I'm trying to – in my head, it's like I'm trying to put two and two together with all of these signings. You still have Odell Beckham out there, which it's he's definitely an interesting piece because, I mean, when he was on the football field and healthy for that Rams offense, he was a Super Bowl MVP before he got hurt, period. Like, he was going to be MVP of that game and then got hurt. But, you know, he's coming off several injuries. It'll be interesting to see what kind of money they give him. But Hopkins is that big piece that – I there's a lot of teams that I could see him being really good on. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of teams that could use him money wise. You're looking at something big there, but um, Hopkins, man, Hopkins in New England would be interesting. You know, Belichick yeah. loves Hopkins. He's talked about him plenty of times in the past, but Mac Jones, I think is a pretty solid quarterback. I don't care. I mean, it, I think he gets a lot more hate than he probably deserves. I also don't feel like they've really had an offense tailored to what he's equipped to doing either. The offense is weird last year. The team still won some football games, but I, I'm I think Hopkins might be more of a closer to draft day trade as the free agency kind of you know unfolds a little bit, depending on what the value of what they would get in return for him. It's it's crazy to me that I still don't get the Alan, I'm with you. I don't get the Alan Lazard signing. I don't. That's a lot of money for a, in my opinion, a wide receiver two. Okay. You're paying him wide receiver one money. Well, I, I mean, I don't disagree. I'm, I'm talking about he could be like a solid opposite of somebody receiver in like real football. And and he's like, a, I, I just, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a lot of money. You know, it's a lot of money. You're paying, I'm pulling up his money. There's like 20 some million guaranteed for a guy that he's, he's okay. Like he's okay at best. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's not great. I mean, you got Garrett Wilson there. Elijah Moore is out the door for sure. They're going to try to fetch him for something, I'm sure. But there's oh, just... I, I don't know why you would move Elijah Moore. They, they need to keep them. I think the one that gets probably released is Corey Davis, who's on for the sure. last year of a three-year deal that didn't make a ton of sense and has, like, no guaranteed money. But I, more importantly, the power dynamics of if – all these reports are true that Aaron Rodgers gave him a list of players they needed well, to Well, he did say that he said that he didn't do that. Now, obviously, I think we meet somewhere in the middle and figure out what's true, what's not true. You know what I mean? They probably said, hey, what do you think if we sign Lazard? Do you think that'll be a little bit sexy for you, for you to come play with us? I'm sure he was probably like, that would definitely be something. I don't know. I don't hate that he might have said, hey, here's a few guys that I would like you to try to sign. I don't mind that. It is what it is type of scenario. But at the end of the day, 
sure, go get Lazard, but don't pay Lazard at wide receiver one money along the way. I don't understand it. Like, who are you bidding against for Aaron Lazard, really, for that kind of money? You're bidding against yourself, probably. I'm sorry. Supposedly, they were bidding against Denver, which also didn't make sense to me. (laughs) That's another thing. That's another couple pieces. Sutton, Judy are still out there. What's going to happen with those guys? Are they going to be sticking around? One of them might be gone, but maybe they swung and missed on Lazard, so now they might keep both of them. Who knows? What's going on? There's a lot of moving pieces that still need to be made. You know what I mean? There's still a lot going on. Um, I still trying to figure out why the um, Carolina Panthers gave 13 million guaranteed to Hayden Hurst. But what do I know? I mean, what do you know? Have you bent Frank Reich's ear? You're one of your favorite coaches. You know what? When you're looking at a receiving core that's like Shy Smith and Terrace Marshall, 13 million to get Hayden Hurst doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I mean, they might have to put Miles Sanders out of wide receiver. You don't know. Also, Josh Oliver getting $21 million, $10 million guarantee for Minnesota. Not only do they not need a tight end, I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. You know, some of these moves will probably make more sense once we get into the draft um, area. But, they're, you know, Washington seems content to be rolling into a season with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. I mean, Terry McLaurin has to be over there like they have weapons. His career That's the bad thing. Like Washington has a good core of weapons. Well, how is Dotson going to to improve? How uh, Terry Dotson, McLaurin Samuel, they just gave Samuel. him this big. McLaurin contract. I, he's going to take over for Allen Robinson as the wide receiver that we pray for years that he gets a quarterback. You know, and Carson Wentz is still sitting out there. He's probably not anyone's franchise quarterback, but there are a number of teams that still could use some kind of quality backup. I'm curious where he's going to go. Um, you know, doing Heineke alongside Ritter was an interesting choice. I still don't know what Atlanta is exactly doing, but then again, they have Kyle Pitts and traded for a tight end. So it is well, what they, it they is. They gave up a seventh round pick for him. Maybe. But why, John, why are you even trying to John, absorb that John contract? Smith is actually a good blocker. So I'm hoping that maybe they use him as a blocker and finally use Pitts for I, what he's good at. I'm kind of but, wondering if they're planning on putting Kyle Pitts out at wide receiver and just having Pitts in London play wide receiver. I just hope that they have another shitty year so they can fire Arthur Smith because he's a terrible head coach. But the thing about it is it's not just him. you got the GM there, too, that's making these interesting decisions. I don't know. I think Atlanta is going to blow up this year. I think that they've made some good moves this offseason. I just don't foresee them being contenders. Um, with the Rodgers move, this is my interesting thing, obviously. With the Rodgers move on the on the horizon at some point here, possibly, with him moving to the New York Jets, where do you – how do you rank that division? Let's say Rodgers signs or gets traded. We get that signed, sealed, and deliver. How do you rank that Buffalo, Miami, New England Jets division? You mean if they're all healthy? Let's just say right day one, we're all healthy. How do you rank them? Buffalo, Miami, probably New England, New York. Interesting. I, I actually – Part of me even is going to be rooting against the Jets. They've gone from a, a lovable group to completely insufferable. 
Yeah, Robert Sala is somebody I really like a lot. I like him too, but Nathaniel Hackett sucks. And I, you know what, Aaron Rodgers. I, I actually ended up rooting against Green Bay a lot last year too because of him. Yeah, I agree. My thing is this: that defense has a lot of talent on it. My biggest, my biggest thing with them, I have it ranked probably Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, Miami, New England today. Now, if if you add Hopkins to the fold in New England, New England might move to number two for me. Well, I mean, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, he's the third best quarterback in the division if they're healthy. But, mm, I disagree with that. I think he's just. I think he's. Well, I think he's. Uh, mm, he's no know. higher than third for me. I mean, real football-wise, he's the best in the division. I still think that he's got a uh, lot left. Real football-wise, he's no better than third for me. I mean, it's he's not—he's a year removed from being the MVP of the league. He's I can't thirty-nine years that. old. He clearly had lost something going into last year. Did not look remotely the same. My only question about Tua is whether he's fully healthy. If, if we're saying he's healthy, he's he's over him for me. And Allen is definitely over him. Allen's in his prime. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is only – I mean, he didn't have a terrible year last year. He still threw for 26 touchdowns to 12 picks. Wasn't his best year as a as an NFL quarterback. I do think that the uh, the weapons that he'll have in New York are going to be a lot better than they were in Green Bay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would take an Aaron Rodgers over 28 – the quarterback, the quarterback. The headache, I wouldn't take any day of the week. That's the thing that I can't stand about Rodgers. And and I didn't hate his interview yesterday. I didn't hate it. I did watch I mean, it. Obviously. The scrutiny that he's going to face in New York. But that's what that's what I'm looking forward to the most is the thing about it is, is like what comes with New York has destroyed, destroyed egos multiple times. So it'll be definitely interesting. We'll be back. Obviously, next week to talk more about free agency um, and see some of the more things unfold. You know, it's it's still early in week one of the free agency. Um, I definitely think over the next couple of weeks, a lot more things will flush out as we head up. Like you said, as we head into the draft, a lot more things will kind of fully flush out. I do think that there's big moves to be made still with some important pieces that really, you know, can make teams better. Um, you know, but there's certain teams that are holding Pat that are consistently getting worse as the day go by. Speaking of which, one of my favorite signings yesterday, I did love the Orlando Brown signing for the Bengals. I thought that was massive. And um, another thing came out of the report for Cincinnati. Good news, I guess, maybe for Mixon. Um, They're not filing charges against him. I still think that he'll face suspension, uh, possibly anyway. Um, But I thought that Orlando Brown signing was massive. Yeah, that was good. They've hemorrhaged some of their pieces on defense, though, which is concerning. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. It's 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 well. That's the thing, though, is it's hard keeping your nucleuses together for as long as you get. Like you have a short window in the NFL because Burrow's about to get paid, Chase is going to have to get paid, Higgins is going to have to get paid. Like some of these pieces are going to have to start flying off the radar, and some of these teams. That's why I know people. Everybody's like, well, they need to keep Higgins. They need to keep Higgins. I don't disagree with that sentiment, or Higgins or Boyd. I don't disagree with those sentiments, but at the same time, you have to flush some of that talent out 
and bring some new pieces in to to really kind of keep your nucleus together. Like your main two is Burrow and Chase, right? You know what I mean? Those that's your main two. And I'm not saying the rest of those pieces aren't important, but you can't pay everybody. That's just not possible. Yeah. And you know, you can sell the farm like the Rams did, but God, Lee. <laughs> the end comes quick. But uh, but yeah, the Rams uh, the Rams have. Uh, did you, I love the report real quick before we the uh, the report that they are uh, selling off Matt Stafford was pretty funny, or trying to sell off Matt. Stafford. I don't know how they could. No, the contract's massive. Yeah, I, yeah. Who takes them? But uh, that said, all right. Before we go, like we do each and every week, let's. Uh, have you watched anything good this week? I'm watching a lot of classic movies. Uh, this week, I, I enjoyed Ted Lasso. My my recap is up. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, we'll be recapping every uh, every Wednesday. Um, I'm excited to start recapping uh, season two of Schmigadoon in uh, early April. I finished uh, I finished that, and it was a delight. Yeah, I uh, the Big Door Prize comes out um, the twenty eighth. Yeah. 28th pretty pretty excited about that um because i, I mean I, I was a big fan of the show a huge fan of the show um it comes from the creators of Shit's creek another fantastic show but um very 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 much like the big door prize thought that was pretty fun swarm starts on our drop all seven episodes drop on prime video definitely not a not definitely something that's not going to be for everybody so that'll be interesting to see how people kind of take that one it's definitely an interesting perspective there um boston strangler you have a review of that up over the site too that comes out friday on hulu um shazam comes out friday in theaters i'm interested to see that um huh we're going tonight are you yeah i wanted to go i think i'm probably gonna end up going saturday i did see john wick four um Definitely not the greatest action movie of all time, even though people have said that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't with that. I'm trying to see what else I've watched recently. I'm trying I'm trying to, you know, I've I've really been on the brain of not watching a whole lot of things because my I've just been watching a lot of other stuff. Um School Spirit started. I kinda like School Spirits. I, I don't know why. I, I it's it's not <laughs> That's not really surprising. Wolfpack ended, thank God. Um, it was a terrible show. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Wolfpack's out, but School Spirits, it exists. It's a lot better than Wolfpack was. That's all I have to say. Oh, look, Ricky got so excited about School Spirits, he got hung up. What? What happened? I think you hung up. Hung up what? Like, froze. Oh, I froze. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was your excitement about school spirits. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's definitely an interesting couple weeks. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons comes out, and then uh, Mario comes out. We're going to have a lot of movies to talk about over the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll be back next week. Over under two stars out of five for Mario Brothers. Oh, definitely under. Yeah. <laughs> definitely under. It's, it's not looking – I mean, I don't like to prejudge things. I mean, I kind of do like to prejudge things, but – it doesn't feel good. Um, we should also, if you've been watching Shrinking, and if you're not, oh. seek help. Uh, but that should be, I think this week is the actual finale. I know you and I have finished it, so we have trouble keeping track. But wonderful show. One of, one of, if not my favorite show of television this year. 
Um, it's it's truly some beautiful film filmmaking. Um, it's a great series, especially now that all ten episodes are live. You can binge watch it all in one sitting, uh, or they'll be live Friday. Know, Friday, which probably by the time you listen to this. But yeah, I uh, I adore that show. I adore it. I love it. I want all of the all of the Emmys to go to that show because it's really a fantastic show that I loved watching. Uh, I couldn't stop watching it. I couldn't stop. I got the opportunity to obviously binge it a couple of weeks ago or like a month and a half ago now. But it's one of my favorite shows on TV. Um, I think they do a lot of things right. And yeah, I love it. So you're right. I, again, you're right, though. I do lose track quite often about what shows I've watched that I've already. I keep on forgetting that the Big Door Prize is finally coming out next next Wednesday. So Yeah, next one. Uh, actually, two Wednesdays. No, two Wednesdays. I can't do I can't do math, apparently. So. Yeah, they have another show that drops this week called Extrapolations that I I saw up there, but I just haven't gotten to yet. And then end of the month they have uh, Tetris. I've been waiting for that one to show up. Me too. I've I've heard a lot of good things. I think after now that it's premiered at South by Southwest, that I think that it might be coming for us soon. So, be definitely definitely interesting to check out. Um, we'll be talking about all these things, crossing our fingers, crossing our toes, and our nose, and we'll talk to you guys. And your favorite show, The Mandalorian. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.